Happy September 15th, everybody. And the absolute first thing I have to talk about, of course, today is I'm going to kind of focus on that first reading, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, that beautiful chapter where St. Paul is talking about um, the diversity in the community, the unity in the community, and, and the spiritual gifts. Indeed, how important are those gifts that, that God has given us, that the Holy Spirit gives us. Those gifts are signs by which we really know the Spirit is helping us, um, helping us as a community to function. Um, but those gifts are a little bit even more than that because helping me to function is the greatest gift I've ever received, which happens to be my wife, Colleen, and today is her birthday. So happy birthday, honey. Um, when I get home, we're going to have a great afternoon. So happy birthday. You indeed are my greatest gift. Um, you know... So that threw me off, Ed. I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, one thing though, we kind of going back to the reading now, and um, is to kind of, we have to, you know, we're 2,000 years removed from all of this early Christian community. And so we have to be careful not to read into uh, a time before how we're experiencing um, our own community today. Because at this time in the community, there was, it was a time when um, what we know as a hierarchical structure and hierarchical ministries, um, they, these were just beginning to evolve. You know, this was an early community organization. And so St. Paul starts talking about the gifts and what people are oriented toward and and who's doing what, you know, you kind of kind of keep in mind that, that they're just like, Jesus, what do we do? How are we going to put this all together? You know, and there's three points I think Paul really makes in this passage. First of all, is that literally all gifts, all gifts come from the Holy Spirit. Um, and their whole gifts coming from the Holy Spirit, working within the community itself. And the second thing that all gifts, whether they're given to us as a community or whether they're given to us as an individual, um, are to be exercised and are truly exercised for the common good, for everyone, not for any personal good ever. And then the importance of each gift is indeed measured by the benefit that it has to the community. Um, and so I'll get into that in a little bit uh, more. But so here's how the, here's the reading. Brothers and sisters, as a body is one, though it has many parts, and all parts of the body, though many, are one body, so also Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews, Greeks, slaves, free persons, and we were all given to drink of the one spirit. The bottom line, the point is the source of our unity as Christian people, is the Holy Spirit. When we 
ignore the power of the Spirit in our communities, we're really kind of putting aside one of the persons of the Trinity. And in essence, we're trying to experience God and all of God's godness, but not as full, not as Father, Son, and Spirit. And that's the true relationship of community, the true relationship of love is in that community of persons. And, and then he goes on, now the body is not the single part, but many. Now you are Christ's body and individually parts of it. We are Christ's body. And maybe sometimes we kind of think about maybe Christ like Jesus hanging on the crucifix or, or just come out of Christ. But, you know, Paul is really talking about the risen Christ here. That's the Christ. It's, it's the Christ that is for the local church, the Christ that is for the universal church, the Christ that is for all. And when he's saying that we are part of this body, it's not a goal at this moment in history that he's talking about. It's a reality already. Being part of Christ's body is not a goal for us. It's a reality. We are here now. What are we going to do with it? Some people God has designated in the church to be. And he goes on and he starts talking. And of course, this is this community is dealing with um, I, finding itself, its identification, and what's important, what's not important. Or maybe better put is what's a little bit more important, what should be emphasized a little bit more, and what could be emphasized a little bit less. Because all and everything from the spirit is important. But what level of benefit does it have for the common good? And so he starts out first, you know, apostles. Certainly those who are, you know, personally chosen by Jesus. They're the apostles during the time. They walked with him. They talked with him. They saw the risen Lord, those he appeared to. And even Paul, he appeared to Paul. That's why Paul refers to himself as the apostle to the Gentiles. And so they're our founding members. They're the foundation. That's why we call ourselves an apostolic church, one holy and apostolic. Second, he talks about the prophets. Now, the prophets have a particular role. And in the early church, they did, and they still do today, although we probably don't think about it much. But a prophet is simply a person that God chooses to communicate a message through. And that message can be done in so many ways. Each one of us can be a prophet to someone else at some time. It could be being in the grocery store and someone we know having the most tough day, and we kind of just go do something simple for them. And we say, God bless you. We're so shy about saying that. Not all of us, but some of us are still shy about saying that in, in today's culture where you don't know because we don't want to be offensive to someone and maybe they're, maybe they're um, not a theist. Maybe they don't believe in a God. Um, and so we feel that, well, maybe you know, that'll hurt them. But you know, more times than not, I have to say, I've had people look at me and say, you know, thanks for saying that. I appreciate that. So the prophets, and then the teachers. Third, the teachers, so the apostles, the prophets, the teachers. Now the teachers in the early community, their gift was to take the meaning of the tradition that had been handed on from the apostles and mix that in with the message of communication for people and share that with the community at large. And so they had a very important function, still do. The word we use today for teachers is catechists, those who echo 
the faith. Because it always has to start out first and foremost from the personal relationship, you know. Um, Colleen, of course, her birthday dad, you know, would always say to me, she would quote a little John Maxwell quote. It was a pastor on the West Coast who said, uh, nobody cares how much you know until they know how much you care. And so it's always got to come from our heart first. Um, and then it starts talking about other things, mighty deeds, healing, assistance, helpers, administration, leaders, varieties of tongues. You know, and that's not any different than any group today. You know, everybody wants to kind of get their agendas out front. You know, we want to make sure that we get our posters up quick in the gathering space because we have a function coming and we want everybody to see it or get it in the bulletin. And that's great. It's okay. We should do all those kind of things. But sometimes we realize that there might be a particular parish function that might be a little different or a wider audience than others. And so in our own ministries, even in our own parish, we have to adopt that humility um, inside, that humility persona, you know, and allow the greatest good you know, to come forth always. It's, uh, and then he goes and says, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers? No. Do all work mighty deeds, healing. You know, performing miracles happen then, and some people think they have stopped. But, well, we've seen miracles every day. Sometimes there are those direct miracles that we kind of equate with the early Christian church. And sometimes there's just the miracles of a heart turning that we thought would never turn. You know, do all of the gifts of healing, healing, what a special gift, a gift to be able to heal, which means we have to be able to sit back and listen to our brother or sister to really not only hear their brokenness, but to understand their brokenness and to realize the only way for that brokenness to come back together is with the power of the Spirit and the love of our Lord Jesus. And then it says, do all speak in tongues? Do all interpret the tongues? Of course, in the early church, they kind of, those tongues were perhaps looked at in a couple different ways. They might have been literally speaking another language. You know, it might have been a gift to be able to communicate with someone who came in from a different region and didn't have the same tongue, and all of a sudden you're talking to them and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't even know Spanish, and I'm talking Spanish. That's a possibility, and it still happens today. Or it could be those spirit-filled prayers, um, more of the charismatic kind of tongue, where we're so filled with the Holy Spirit that a person wants to pray and they just can't put it into words because our language is so confined, but God's love is so unconfined. And so to put it out, it just comes out and it sounds sometimes just like utterances to people, you know, like, oh, what are they doing? Well, you know what? They're just so filled with the Spirit, they just can't contain it and it's just coming out, which is a good thing. That's a good thing. And he closes it and he says, strive eagerly for the greatest spiritual gifts. Now, at this point, we're talking to the individual here, listener. And, and so not all of us, like he says, are going to be this job or that job or this job. We're going to have what? So what is our greatest spiritual gift? And I think that's what we need to do is in our side of our lives. And maybe today a good reflection is to kind of think about what is our gift? What is the Holy Spirit really given me that I can share best with those around me. Best share his love and exemplify that to people. Um, what is it inside of me that allows me to become the best that I can be with the gift that I was given? And so, 
Today we pray, Lord, allow me to understand your love. Allow me to understand that which is in me, which is spirit-filled and spirit-led. And of course, this chapter 12 leads into that beautiful end of chapter 12 and chapter 13, um, which is that St. Paul starts out, still I will show you a more excellent way and shares that beautiful hymn of love. Happy September 15th, everyone. God bless.